Welcome to Sailing God's Faithful with your host, Dennis Beard. Democrat or Republican? Independent? What means more than anything is that we need to obey God rather than man. When it comes to the point of holding the Christian values, there to be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, we have to obey unto righteousness. Obedience is required unto righteousness. Now, very few will preach that. It's called sanctification. The old uh, preachers on the circuit, circuit preachers, would always preach that uh, it's not enough just to believe on Jesus, but you're also called to suffer for his name's sake. That's the mind of Christ. For as much then Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, 1 Peter 4, 1. Be ye therefore likewise minded, for he that is suffered in the flesh will cease from sin. There's no other way. So therefore, it seems contrary to the natural mind that tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. Or if we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. But if you be without chastisement under the rod of God, then are you bastards and not sons. All that God loves in his body, members in particular, he chastens. Now, no chastening for the present time seemeth to be joyous, but afterward yields us the peaceable fruits of righteousness. What is righteousness? What's well, how grace works? Grace is not alone. It's not just the unmerited favor of God. We see in Romans 5, sin reigned by death, but grace reigns through righteousness, which is a progressive glorification coming in as newborn babes. They desire the sincere muck of the word, but you don't stay there. Then you go to little children. And he says, I write you little children because uh, your sins are forgiven for his namesake and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, mighty, the Father of glory. Then you don't stop there. You keep growing. I write you young men. This is in John's epistle, 1 John 2, 12 through 14, giving us the various growth, the stages in the body of Christ. I write you young men, because the word of God is strong in you and you have overcome the wicked one. And I write unto you fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. He states it twice. There, when we get into iniquity, iniquity, we get caught up in our hearts overcharged with surfeiting and the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, fame, fortune, that which is highly esteemed among man, which is abomination in the sight of God. Well, we're seeing the nation here in the United States of America divided more than it's ever been. And I remember back in the 60s with the Vietnam War that the nation was divided. But this is more now divided than ever before. Democrats and the left against the GOP, the very 
uh, Republicans, conservative, but and we have independents, and then the various right versus left-wing uh, uh, politicians, and whoever you vote for and whatever, and it becomes uh, where it is a an attack on your belief, your ideology, your faith, your Christianity. Now, when it comes to that, we obey them that have the rule over us, and we're called to pray for those that are in authority. We all know that. And even with the police force, he does not bear the sword in vain. He is there a minister of God for righteousness. There, whoever breaks that law, even the civil law, there will bear the judgment. But now we call good evil and evil good. So what's happening now, the word of God says that iniquity will abound in the last days. They call him good, evil, and evil good. In Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, it states because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Because iniquity is lawlessness. We're defunding the police. Lawlessness. And we reward the uh, ones that are the perpetrators that lie, cheat, steal, murder, and steal from various businesses and what and reward them and literally condemn the citizen that is standing there and doing his best to obey the law of the land. That's called iniquity. Now, Paul stated, when that which is perfect is come, then all these other things in part be done away with. But at the same time, in Second Thessalonians 2, he talked about a time of trouble, a time of tribulation, a time of strong delusion. He talked about the coming of the Lord or getting together unto him, the humpazo, the rapture, caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And that's what he's talking about. They're gathering together unto him. And he said, let no man literally spoil you, that no man don't trouble you, nor by letter as, or an angel, as at the day of Christ is at hand, are gathered together to him, the rapture, the second advent, because that day will not come until the come of falling away first. Why? Because iniquity is abounding, lawlessness. There we punish the ones that obey the law of the land and the Christians and the ones that have faith and have values and yearn morality and reward those that break it in chaos. That's called iniquity. Paul stated that. And, uh, and right along with what the Lord stated uh, on that Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. And whenever he gave that discourse, he said that, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold, and there would be many false Christ, not just a few, false anointings, many false prophets. John in his epistle said the same thing. He said, you, we have to try the spirits to see whether they are of God, because many false prophets are entered into the world, not just a few, many. They're seeking their own with great words of man's wisdom, great swelling words of man's wisdom, 
They make merchandise of the body of Christ. They're saying that good is evil and evil is good, that God wants you to have money and to serve the God of mammon and love the world. Well, and we know that any man who loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's very plainly stated. For all that's of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the world passes away with the lust thereof, but who is whosoever does the will of God shall abide forever. Well, that requires obedience. Well, who do we obey? Well, we have that Christ sent us the hope of glory, but it requires obedience. We say that in Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are ye the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness without which no man will see the Lord. This iniquity is abounding now. We have the nation split. And it's not only that. We have uh, uh, different regimes in the, in the various nations that are in a political stance to take over the world or the wars and rumors of wars that's been stated by the Lord. And it'll get worse and worse. And Paul stated that, that that man of sin will be revealed, that final epoch, that that day will not come, the day of Christ are gathered together unto him, the rapture of the church will not come until it come a falling away first, a falling away of the faith. We see that in 1 Timothy 4.1. The Spirit speaketh expressly, then in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith, not all, thank God, given heed to seducing spirits. Doctrines of devils. What people don't realize in the nations is that the seducing spirits over the land are the ones that are, as stated in Daniel, they're the prince of Persia, the prince of Grecia. They're angelic forces, spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of the darkness of this world that have their own agenda to destroy your soul in hell. They are not for God. They are anti-Semitic. They hate Israel, and they hate Jerusalem, the city of God, and they hate the Christian, the ones called by the name of Jesus. And they do that simply because they want their own agenda. They have their own ideology, and that is for them to be lifted up in the place of God, calling themselves God. They want total authority. They want to usurp this authority and make nations obey their ideology, obey their narrative. And it's given to you, even you obey to their uh, leading, their commandments are then you're considered to be a heretic. And it will come to the point where the word of God says they'll deliver you to be afflicted. You'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake, and some will be killed. Now, whether we decide to obey God rather than man, we may come to the point where we seal our testimony with our own blood. As for me, as Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
Let me die the death of the righteous. Let my last end be like his. It'll be a trial of the faith. When God, in the hour of temptation, will he tries the earth and all the worldly inhabitants will be tried. And those nations that even show mercy to the body of Christ, because if you've done it, one of the least of these is my brother, and you've done it unto me. And they will be judged lighter than those that come against the Christian, the, the people of God, the natural Israel, as well as the spiritual Israel. And we're taught through these false narratives that everything that we think is going on is changing our mindsets. It's called brainwashing. And by doing that, we sit back and say, well, through fear, we won't speak there and lift up our Lord Jesus Christ. If we don't speak there and lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're ashamed of or fearful to mention that name, the Lord says, if you deny me, I will deny you. And if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father, speaking as a son of man, the kingdom office. And if we are faithful and uh, obedience unto righteousness, then will come the end. When that son of man, the kingdom office, everyone in the kingdom of God will be delivered up to God, even the father, that he may be all through all and in us all. But the iniquity is abounding. We see that when uh, Paul talked about it in 2 Thessalonians 2. We're seeing it falling away. The Christian faith there is diminishing. People don't want to call on the name of Jesus, and it's considered taboo. It's not the happening thing. Tattoos are rampant now throughout the nations. When the word of God says, don't mark your body. Somebody said, well, that's uh, uh, Old Testament. You don't have to worry about that. But yet, when we do these things, it shows a spirit of rebellion. It's a spirit of witchcraft. It's a spirit of doing your own will rather than doing the will of God. Somebody said, well, how important is that? I mean, after all, I believe Jesus is the son of God. Well, a belief is a posteo that believes means that uh, we are in that position that it is stative. It's not transitive. It's a state of being. And if we are in the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll walk as he walked. We'll walk in the light as he's in the light. We will obey the present truth, preceding word of God. And in the Transmara, Kenya, this is back in 2019, on January the 19th, I received a visitation from our Lord Jesus Christ. I've only had three uh, there. Well, this one was the fourth one uh, in my some tenure uh, going on 50 years in the ministry. Uh, this was very profound, a visitation that lasted for two hours after coming out of a Maasai tribal church there in Kenya, Africa. And the Lord spoke and said, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. That's profound. I was going, oh my God, we are certainly in the last of the last days. 
And we're seeing that sealing of the servants of God is Revelation 7, the apocalyptic sealing and those that will, must have that seal to go through a time of trouble, a time of great wrath of Satan coming down to the earth, knowing that he hath but a short time. It's 42 months time, times and a half, three and a half years that he will cast truth to the ground. He will prevail against the saints of the living God. The saints are the ones that are sanctified, holy, both spirit, soul, and body. Those are the ones in the true gospel of Jesus Christ. But Jesus has forewarned us. Let's obey God rather than man. He's warned us. He said that some of you, they're going to cast into prison and you will have tribulation for 10 days. Be you faithful unto death. I'll give you a crown of life. The blood of the saints and of the prophets will be found in her. Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harvest, abomination of the earth. He warns us again. Do not be offended or I forewarned you. The time comes that's going to lift you up out of their synagogues. That's how the churches. That's out of uh, the ones that you think are your brethren. There'll be pearls of brethren. It'll be to the point where this not peace, but a sword will prevail in the earth. That's that red horse rider taking peace from the earth. And when that happens, Jesus stated that, forewarned us, said, you think I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword to send a man at variance. The father against his son, mother against their daughter, mother-in-law against their daughter-in-law, and a man's foes or enemies will be those of his own household. Paul stated that he was in perils of brethren, not only from those without that are not in God, but also within the church. And we're going to see that in the last days, uh, that everything God has ever spoken in the word of God will come to pass again in this last day work of the ministry. God's showing forth his power and his judgments in the earth, and men will learn righteousness. Now, Paul went on to say that there will be a great falling away first. The man of sin will be revealed who opposes uh, and uh, all that is God or that is worship, so that he has God, setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, not a physical brick and mortar temple there on the, on the uh, mount there in Jerusalem, there of the Mosque of Omar, but we're talking about that spiritual temple as in Pergamos. That's where Satan's seat is. We see Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, and Pergamos, there's some things said there in the revelation given to us by the word of the Lord, Jesus Christ himself, God Almighty, saying, Pergamos, where Satan's seat is and where Satan dwelleth. Hmm. Well, we need to take heed because right there within the body of Christ, even after Paul stated immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in among you, among the church, bringing in damnable heresies, things that are not right. Jude stated it also. These are ungodly men foreordained to that condemnation. And their whole bottom the theology is simply they deny the only Lord God, Jesus Christ. They come into a trinity or two-ness. 
but that Jesus is not the Father, he's not the only Lord God, that there's other persons in the Godhead. Somebody says, well, that, we are taught that there's one God, but there's three persons. Well, there's only one person in the Godhead, and that's simply stated in Hebrews 1, that Jesus is the expressed image of his person. One. There's only one. That's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. In him, one person, are hid, and God is headed, but it's being revealed in the last days. Hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's all in him. Jesus is the blessed and only potentate. 1 Timothy 6.15 But we go on and see that this devil, who opposeth all that is God or that is worship, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, and we see in Daniel that arms will stand on his part. He will forecast his devices and prosper as a prophet. We see all these things coming to pass. He takes the kingdom by flatteries, having indignation, anger against the Holy Covenant, Jesus Christ. And by peace, he shall destroy many. Jesus said, I didn't come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. That sword is the sword of the Spirit. And we have to obey God rather than man. Somebody said, well, Brother Beard, what are you? Are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Are you independent? I'm a Christian. I do not serve or bow down to any political arena or sect there in this land. Those that literally follow the Lord Jesus Christ seek the leading of God. And by praying for those in authority, that we will live a quiet and peaceable life. But when it comes to the point, with so much iniquity, lawlessness, that anarchy abounds and chaos, that we must make up our minds that we will serve God even unto death, sealing our testimony with our own blood. And that's what the revelation is all about, and being a witness or a mortar for our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yea, saith the Spirit, from henceforth and forever, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. You'll look under that pit seal that was sold to them, slain for the word of God. Not because they were a Democrat, Republican, or whatever, or against communism, or a, uh, against the atrocities done against humankind. But, they were for the Lord Jesus Christ, for the word of God, for that testimony of Jesus. They were slain for that. And he saw under the, that altar souls that were slain for the word of God. We see in heaven, they said, O oh Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before thou avenge your blood upon them to dwell on the earth? White robes of righteousness were given to each one of them. Why? Because they were obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. And it said unto your fellow servants, and your brethren that should be killed as you were should be fulfilled. Well, we see there, this is happening now. Paul stated that only he who now let or restrains will let or restrains until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked one be revealed. That's civil governments, not the Holy Ghost. God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, Christ in us, will be with us even to the end of the world. Amen. Stating that, 
I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's no seven years of sitting in heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb and then coming back. Totally unbiblical. But he does state that at that time, God himself will send strong delusion that they all might be damned who receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved, but had pleasure in this unrighteousness, not following the righteousness of God by faith. And because they didn't stay in the race, coming from newborn babes to little children to young men to total grown-up fathers, weaned from the milk and the full age, having their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil, that because they did not do the will of God, will here depart from me, you that work iniquity, you're the ones that are working lawlessness, for I never knew you. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And God, because we haven't obeyed him, he is sending forth his judgments now to get us to return to the true Lord, the true God, Jesus Christ, the eternal life, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Jesus, the only God Almighty, not a trinity, not a two, not a oneness, but God himself. And those that will hear and obedience and obey unto righteousness and holiness will be the ones that will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, into thou into the joy of the Lord. Make up our minds, we're going to obey God rather than man, regardless of the iniquity that shall abound, regardless of the chaos and the governments of man, that will do everything it can to rule the nations. Only Jesus himself in that final millennial reign of Jesus will we find peace. Not until then. No other politician is our savior. I won't call any names. The hope of the world being this or that man is not a man. The only one that will be our savior, our redeemer, is our Lord Jesus Christ. There will not be another. Well, there are instruments of God. Yes, there is. But we're seeing uh, that in the last of the last days, iniquity will abound, and we must prepare for it. Well, until the next time, we want you to contact us. We'd like to work with you in the work of the ministry. Please contact us. I know that God will bless you as we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. There, give me a call. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you or send me an email. The uh, contact information will be following. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.